This message is sponsored by Life Touch Massage. For your next massage service, call us at 205-718-5144 or visit the web at www.lifetouchal.com. Remember, relief is only a touch away. Hello, hello, hello. This is Lamar. And this is Tiffany. We are recording live from City Club, Birmingham. Yeah, but we're not live. But we are recording from City Club, Birmingham. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, okay. We're recording from City Club, Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have to check out City Club. If you don't know anything about City Club, um, Google City Club, Birmingham. It used to be called Summit Club, right? I think so. Yeah, so it's recently been changed to City Club. Google it, check it out, and you have to come up here. Become a member. Um, I think you'll enjoy the benefits, especially if you're a professional. Yeah. So, what's going on these days? Well, my day kind of sucked. Oh, yeah. I woke up in the middle of the night about 2 o'clock this morning. A couple of days ago, um, I kind of felt a funny feeling in my finger. And so I found out I had an infection in my finger. So by 2 o'clock this morning, I had to go to the ER because it was throbbing. So it's painful, swollen, and throbbing. So that means, because I'm a massage therapist, they had to lacerate my finger, uh, cut it open, drain it. It's kind of nasty. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to cancel my appointments for today and tomorrow. Probably won't start back massaging until next week. So it kind of sucked for me. How was your day, <laughs> Tiffany? My day was um, anxiety-filled, but it was an awesome day. I did my first webinar today um, for the agency I work for, and it um, talked mm-hmm. about managing some challenging um, behaviors such as aggression as well as um doing some safety crisis safety planning so Mm -hmm. i would say all in all it was a pretty good day um i was really excited about 300 people registered i believe about 200 something people actually tuned in wow and so your very um, first webinar my very first webinar and i waited to the very last minute to do my, <laughs> my PowerPoint presentation. Of course, that's when it's the best. <laughs> mm-hmm, and I knew about it in November. and yeah. I, I um, But gratefully, it was a topic that I've talked about a thousand times. It was, um, I felt like it was really, really good. So I said, all in all, I had a good day. So but you had after a great that, experience mm-hmm, after that. I was done, though. After that, I was like, yeah, y'all done, y'all done got your work. But so was that stressful for you leading up to it? It was stressful. Because I started working on the PowerPoint at 3.30 <laughs> yesterday. Um, and then I worked on it in between seeing clients at the outpatient clinic. Came home. Did that till about 10 o'clock. Went to sleep. Overslept while you were uh, at the ER. Mm-hmm. And then worked on it as I dried my hair this morning. And then turned it in right before my first morning meeting. So And it was a success. Yes, it was yeah. only a success because I've I was talking about something I've talked about a thousand times. But I'm really satisfied. I'm very excited. It was part one. I'll be doing part two um, next month, and um, I'm excited. Maybe maybe we have some webinars, guys, coming in the 
in the uh, in the future. In the future. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, what's our topic for today? Our topic today is um, stress in relationships. Mm, so we are going to be talking about how um, how to manage stress in a relationship and how stress negatively impacts communication and um the way you connect with your spouse partner boyfriend um so i'm really excited you ready to get to it i am let's do it let's do it we're two self-care experts a massage therapist and a licensed professional counselor husband and wife and parents of three business owners and working professionals who have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally our podcast aims to teach the everyday professionals how to live through the stresses in life while learning to be their best in life. So, welcome to episode three Talking Out the Side of Your Neck. <laughs> what Lamar thinks I do all the time. I'm your host, Tiffany Story. And I am Lamar Story, the favorite host, your best host. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so today we are really focusing on relationships. We're talking about um, how stress negatively impacts relationships, and um, we're going to be giving you some tips to take away on how to um, manage your stress so that you don't talk out the side of your neck to your spouse or yeah. your partner. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to think about when you think about relationships. So in all aspects of relationships. So you might be thinking about initially when we say relationships, you may be thinking about your spouse or your partner. But you also have to think about um, if you're a business owner, you have to think about the relationship with your employees. Um, if you're an employee, the relationship that you have with your coworkers. Um if you're a student, the relationship you have with your classmates. So this is all about stress in those relationships. It can be the, the relationship you have with your family. Yeah. That's so um, when we say relationships, we don't we don't want you to think one dimensional and just thinking about your partner um, in life, but also think about the relationship that you hold with everyone around you. Yes. Um, but there will be a lot of emphasis on intimate relationships today. Um, so we're going to be talking about relationships in general and the tips that we will give you and, and some of the takeaways we will give you will really focus on being able to um, implement those in any relationship. But we are going to be focusing a lot on uh, intimate relationships. We actually are, um, our conversation stems from a article that Lamar and I uh, came across on Psychology Today. It's an old article. I mean, it's like 10 years old. Um, well, eight eight or so um, years old. But Before we dive deeper into this article, though, um, I ran across uh, a statement that I thought was very profound. Mm -hmm. um, just to lead off this podcast, when a person is under immense stress, he or she may find it difficult to understand the message leading to communication distortion. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, is, is that an example of communication distortion? Yeah. Okay. All right. 
but um imagine Charlie Brown, you know, when his teacher would be talking. Yeah. So when you think about stress and communication, um I don't think we we consciously think about what we feel while we're under stress. So when you're under the pressure, when you're under stress, how does that affect your level of communication with those around you, being your wife, your spouse, your children, your employees, your coworkers, or whoever? Are you aware of how your how stress affects <clears throat> your relationship or your interaction with like your staff or with me? So that's interesting that you bring that up because um, um, I'm a little bit more aware of it now. I had an open discussion with my staff. And uh, some of the staff kind of let me know uh, what they were missing from me. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, there was a very, very stressful situation in which I was losing a, a business partner. And I kind of... Um, you talked about that a little bit. Yeah, I talked about that a little bit. And I, uh, I kind of withdrew mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to deal with it. And I was stressed out. Um, like men do. We talked about... Um, gender and stress yeah. on episode two. So he he did what a lot of men do. And so, but that affected my relationship with my employees. So I had to go back and mend that situation. I'm actually currently mending that situation with my employees, and to let them know that I am here, I am present, I am um, I'm here to help you in any way that I can. And um, I just had to get over that, that rough patch. And we're all human. You know, um, we all go through things. We all experience stress, and stress affects us in different ways. Um, in relation to my family, and <clears throat> specifically between you and I, mm-hmm. um, husband and wife, mm-hmm. when I'm stressed, I try to remain quiet. So anytime we get into a stressful situation of communication, um, my wife likes to talk. And I like to communicate, converse. Yes. But sometimes everything, a wi- I believe, if you're a wise man, it's best to be quiet. Because you don't want to say anything that you're going to regret. Under pressure. Yeah, he he got this new air about himself because when we started doing our homework on the podcast, he came across some information he feels like supported him in that quietness. So if you hear, he got some some bass in his throat. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's all right. But you know, it's it's important to say less when you're stressed. Um, One reason being because you're emotional, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're stressed and you're emotional, um, one of the things you want to do is say less because you may say the wrong things. I give you an example. So my escape from reality is watching Love and Hip Hop. Ratchet TV. Yes, Ratchet. AKA Ratchet TV. Ratchet TV. <laughs> so I like watching Love and Hip Hop because I like watching reality. I like watching <clears throat> how different people live their lives. Can I can I insert yeah, here that when he watches Ratchet TV, I feel like Ratchet TV makes me lose brain cells. So in this relationship, <laughs> I am not the Ratchet TV watcher. I just mm-hmm. wanted to add that side note. <laughs> uh, that was pointless, but okay. Um, 
Um, <laughs> but in one episode, I think it was uh, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, A1 and his wife were in a dispute about something. And they both were in a place where they were very stressed. And when they confronted each other, they both said very negative things to each other. Hurtful things. Very hurtful things to each other, which they later regretted and both admitted that I should have never said those things. But at the same time, they will never forget what was said. Hmm. So even though they might have forgiven each other, they will never forget what was said by the other partner. So I think it's it's, it's wise. Um... For both parties, that when you're angry, when you're upset, when you're stressed out, to take that moment to just go within and meditate within yourself. I know at the time you want to have a good communication. My wife, she's a great communicator. So when she wants to talk about something, she wants to talk about it right then and there. And, and she gets upset and with me. Solve, you know. <laughs> and she gets upset with me solve. because I'm like, you know. I don't say anything. I don't respond. So we've had arguments about arguments. <laughs> I call them debates <clears throat> or discussions. I call them arguments. But um, so we've had arguments about me not responding at that moment. And I said, well, you know, I have to take that moment to actually decipher what I want to say. I want to process everything that was said at the time process your feelings and not just react i think that's part of active listening mm-hmm. y'all yeah y'all <laughs> so he's gotten into some tip sharing but we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty and that is what type of things happen in a relationship when you are under stress or not even stress when you're under stress, when you have bad communication habits or when um, you have some nuances or idiosyncrasies that uh, just don't mesh with other people, right? So we were reading this article from Psychology Today. And like I said, it was an old article. It's about about eight years old, nine years old. And it's the top 10 relationship records. And in this article, it actually lists 10 type of behaviors or, um, yeah, I'll say behaviors or uh, interactions that really um, ruin a relationship. And a lot of it has to do with uh, communication or engagement, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to go through the top 10 and I, I want to talk because as I read the article, I started thinking about my deal breakers. Um, I think if you would have asked me a few years ago what my deal breakers were, I could have told you like, you know, right off the bat, I could have like just came with it quick. Right. Today, the therapist in me, the, you know, the mature, evolved adult in me. Uh, struggle to be like what's what's a, a immediate relationship breaker a deal breaker for me so top 10 relationship breakers number one neglecting your partner the example is ignoring being a workaholic having addiction issues um that's number one 
Number two. So neglecting your partner. Neg- right. Neglecting your partner. <clears throat> I think it's very important to talk about that for a minute. Okay. Right? Um, Enlighten me. Well, one reason is I believe that everyone needs love. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that when a person can't receive that love from the person that they've committed to themselves for the rest of their lives, it becomes a problem. Um, It becomes a problem in that if I can't come for you for love and my body is telling me I need these things, what do I do? Just your body, though? Yeah. Your body, your mind, your heart, your energy. Um, If that it gets prolonged, I believe that's where a lot of mistakes happen. You know, and I believe that's when uh, people go outside of their marriage. I believe that's when people start searching for something else to replace the energy that they're not receiving from their spouse. What do you think about that? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I concur. I agree. <laughs> I think that um, I do think connection is important. I think um, in a relationship um Connection is required in order for um, the two people in a relationship or a marriage. Um, it's in, it's necessary for you to feel balanced. So, um, yeah. So, let's go to number two. That's Depriving good. your partner. Not mm-hmm. being attentive, expressive, affectionate, <clears throat> supportive, caring, loving. Uh, and I think this is true for what you just said, that... You know, anytime you're neglecting your partner or depriving your partner of something that they essentially need to feel um, at their best, that they start to look for those things in other places. Um, And me and you kind of talked about, I think you mentioned on another podcast, maybe last podcast, like in our relationship, it's kind of reversed. Like you're in the more in tune person with, uh, you know, affection and, you know. Physical empath. connection. Mm-hmm. I'm an empath too. Yeah, I'm an empath, but I'm just, I don't have to have all that, you know, touching and being in my personal bubble, you know, kind of thing. And that's important to you. I disagree. Uh, well, I think you okay. lack empathy. I think you are. Dog. <laughs> I think, no, I mean, seriously. I, I mean, struggle with empathy. Yes. I don't lack it. Yes, you don't lack it, but you struggle with empathy. Yes. So you can't be an empath. I think mm, that I, I disagree. Think, I feel deeply though. Uh-huh. I might not express, but that doesn't mean I can't feel and empathize. I just have I have uh issues or I struggle with expressing my empathy. Hmm. So it doesn't mean I Somebody don't feel Somebody tell us what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like yeah. I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm the person who watches movies and have to have <clears throat> tissue because I'm crying. Or I cry at weddings. You know what I'm saying? You do? Yes, I cry Did at weddings. Did you wedding. cry at our wedding? No. I didn't have to cry at our <laughs> wedding. But I do cry at other people's wedding. I'm like a sap at heart. I just oh, have a hard time expressing. That don't make me feel good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a hard time uh-huh. expressing my empathy. Yeah. But 
I really empathize with other people. It's just I don't like being vulnerable. I struggle with being open because when you be vulnerable and open, that means you have to be receptive to injury or hurt. Mm. So it doesn't mean I'm not an empath. It just means I don't like the feeling of allowing somebody into my emotional space. So you immediately cut it off. So anytime those emotions start rolling towards you, not you immediately cut it off. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Continue. Yeah. No, you was the one talking. I, I actually interjected. You're number three. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> number three. Dishonesty and betrayal. That's some, something as simple as infidelity and lying. Those are um, examples of dishonesty and betrayal. I think for me, when I actually um, went through this and I started thinking about my rule breakers, for me, infidelity was a, a, a like an absolute deal breaker i mean not rule breaker deal breaker um and i thought about you because you hate lying even with the kids Mm -hmm. um you absolutely hate when people are lying to you you know what i'm saying yeah it's something about lying that says a lot about your character Mm. to me um when a person lies that means they're willing to me they're willing to do anything else to protect the lie. Enlighten me. Too. Yeah. So, so if I lied and said, you know, some some money got missing, and I lied and said, no, I didn't take it, right? Mm-hmm. So now you might come and say, well, we got to look at the video camera to make sure, you know, to see who who actually took the money. So to protect that lie, I got to now go and find the videotape and steal that. <laughs> you know, it goes. So, you know, to me, that's, now this is how I think. Yeah. You know, this is how I think. To me, a liar would do anything to protect the lie. But you know what? It's interesting because my grandmother used to say, if you lie, you steal. If you steal, you kill. Yeah. That's See? something an older that's, person. That's wisdom. If you lie, you steal. If you steal, you kill. That's wisdom. And I believe that, you know. So, so liars is like the, the uh, what they said the, the gate. It's the, a gateway. It's the gateway. It's the gateway <laughs> drug. <laughs> to, it's the gateway to, behavior. It's the gateway behavior to other uh, negative behaviors. You know. So, all right. Here's a moment of truth. I feel like that's not a deal breaker for me because I have lied. In the past about things um, Just in general And at The therapist in me who've worked With a lot of kids who lie You start to realize that Lying is a Either a an, an attention Seeking behavior or A protective behavior So People sometimes lie because They lie out of fear They lie to protect themselves Or they lie to avoid injury or hurt. And so I think having an intimate understanding of lying, um, especially I think when I was younger, I was an more, intimate understanding of lying. Yes. Okay. An intimate understanding means that because you've experienced it, you understand it intimately. You understand it personally. The lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. Anyway, so 
I would <laughs> say when I was younger, I remember <clears throat> lying to protect people's feelings or because I didn't want to be mean or hurtful. Gotcha. And so I think that a behavior can start with good intentions, but anything you do repeatedly becomes a bad habit. Mm-hmm. So I think you can start a behavior with the with honest intentions, but then it becomes a part of you know who you are if you continue to do it and the only way to break that habit is calling yourself out you know what i'm saying and admitting that okay i was dishonest then you know Mm. what i'm saying but because i have done that in the past and i remember like not being honest with people because i didn't want to cause hurt or i didn't want to to face the music of a fallout because I was being honest about how I really felt. I engaged in lying behavior is not a deal breaker for me. I think because I have an intimate, like I said, an intimate understanding of it. However, infidelity for me, I think is one of those things where, I mean, ultimately it'd be like, yeah, I'm good. Like, bro, I'm good. But I also feel like, um, People also sexually act out. So, yeah, people sexually act out. You know, they act out or they have sex because they're lacking something or they have some other issue. Does it work for me? No. So, I think ultimately if I had a deal breaker in a relationship, it would be infidelity. Do I think the first time someone was unfaithful, it would be a deal breaker for me? It's hard for me to say. You know Mm. what I'm saying? But if anything had to be a deal breaker for me, I would say this is it. Infidelity. Infidelity. I kind of got off on a tangent. (laughs) Okay. That's all good. All right. Number four, attacking your partner, such as blaming or any form of abuse, physical, emotional, sexual abuse. I think this is a a deal breaker for me, too. Now, oh, I just had an aha moment. I'm not the type of person you beat on. Like, if you hit me, I'll probably think about killing you. Like, I'm going to have to run this, this dude over with my car. Because he obviously don't know me. That would be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. That would be a deal breaker for me. Abuse. Abuse. Physical abuse. Physical. No, any abuse. Mm-hmm. First of all, you ain't going to talk to me out the side of your neck. Right. You ain't going to talk to me crazy. Yeah. Because you don't know me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to put your hands on me either. Mm-hmm. And sexual abuse, that's rape. Right. So. Yeah. I me. feel you. So, you know. I'm glad you got a partner that don't do any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not doing that. Kudos, um, baby. Yeah. But I was um, exposed to it. Okay. So when I was growing up, I was exposed to the physical and the emotional um, and the verbal abuse uh, with my parents. So I was exposed to that and... What I told myself when I was exposed to that as as a kid was that the relationship that I get in, I would not have to experience that, period. Yes. You know, so um, you asked me earlier, we talked about communication styles, and you said I'm passive-aggressive. And you said you're passive-aggressive. Which he disagreed with. Right. So, um, and she stated that we're never on the same page at the same time. Because when she's being a little bit more assertive or aggressive, I tend to lean back. And I think it all it all goes back to 
what I was exposed to. Because I know that if two aggressive beings are aggressive at the same time, what can happen? Yeah. I believe right? we could tear a house up. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that don't need to happen. That's true. Um, I don't want my kids to see the same things I saw. Um, I don't want to... Um, I, I'm not that type of person, for one, to even do that to you physically or verbally. And I think... You know, I think about those things in the moment. Hmm. So in the moment that we're arguing, not to say that I don't have my blow-ups. I have my blow-ups every once in a while. They're very rare. And um, so when I do blow up, I think it's like, oh, okay. Let me back up a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But because I'm, I'm more conscious of being slow to anger. So I want to be slow to anger. Because if you quit the anger, that's when all the trouble begins. That's when fights happen. That's when abuse happens. That's when all this stuff happens. And I've seen it in my family. I've seen it amongst other family members. And that's not something that I want to be or represent. Yeah, I think he, I think you're slow to anger and slow to speak. So, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, hey, it's good practice. Number five, scapegoating. Taking your anger or frustration out on your partner. Um, I do think that sometimes this is something that you do, not intentionally, but I think it goes back to the way we communicate. Like you might not say that you're upset about something else and then I'll start talking to you and then you'll be like super slow in your response and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And then you have like a blow up and then come back and apologize and be like, well, I was upset about this. And I'm like, well, why you just didn't leave with that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know, I ain't perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, it's, um, you try to do your best. Sometimes emotions just overcome you. And sometimes when they overcome you, you know, when I come in the house, I don't want to hear a lot of stuff coming directly at me, especially if you don't know what kind of day I had. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes I need to take a shower to get all that bad energy off of me first. Before I get a, you know, I feel like I get attacked with a lot of other energy. So then when those two opposing energies connect, it's a blow up. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Number six, negativism. Or AKA nitpicking, nagging, criticizing. Those are... Uh, those behaviors are detrimental to a relationship. And I, and I can see that. Like, I remember when me and my sister were younger, me and my younger sister, we would get into, like, physical altercations because when I get upset, I have a hard time thinking. Like, my my thinking becomes cloudy. Yes. And so, <laughs> thank, thank you for that. Thank you for your Amen. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead. So when my thinking becomes Church. cloudy <laughs> because because I am emotionally charged. Um That's good teaching. <laughs> I would immediately wanna just hit her. And uh, or vice versa. You know, vice versa. Mad black woman. Uh, first of all, that's okay, my brother. All right, all right, thank you. Uh-huh. All right. So nitpicking and nagging and criticizing. Those are Harmful to a relationship Gossiping Telling your family or friends about your problems But not addressing them with your partner Um, And you know what I would hate to be in a relationship like this Like I 
it reminds me of this this particular one reminds me of that movie Deliver Us from Eva. Mm-hmm. You know, where the sisters they yeah. would talk on the phone every single morning yeah. and they would tell each other all their relationship issues and then Eva would come in and basically be getting a men together and the men were terrified of her. Yeah. This is what this makes me think of. You know what I'm saying? It's like they didn't have to problem solve because they had Eva yeah. come in and get your man together. So gossiping and and really addressing the problem or the things you dislike with your um partner or your spouse with your family and not addressing it with the person you actually have a relationship uh, relationship with mm-hmm. is a problem. Number eight, controlling your partner. My way or else, perfectionism, trying to change your partner or possessiveness. I think both of us have suffered from this. What do you mean? So I'm a little bit more of a perfectionist and I'm a little bit more of I like things the way I like them and yes. I want you to do them the way I like them. Right. And I remember... You really the dishwasher? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> the laundry? Yes. That's okay. what I was about to say. Uh, the dishwasher bothers me, but not as much as the laundry. Mm-hmm. And so I remember you getting upset because you would fold the towels and I would go behind you and fold them a specific way. So what upset me was that you stated I wasn't helping. Mm. So when my in my attempt to help, I would fold the towels and you would come back behind me and refold the towel. That's too much energy being invested in, into one thing. Yeah. So if you want to fold the towels a certain way, you fold them and then don't complain about me not helping. I get it. Now, that, that was a few years ago. But, <laughs> but I think with possessiveness, I feel like that was more of an issue than me and you had because you kind of like you mine. It reminds me of the uh, movie The Five Heartbeats. Every night I got to prove my love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being funny. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I see you now. I just tickled his ass. <laughs> oh, go ahead. But that's what comes to mind. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was just kind of like, yeah, I understand you know them, but they too close to you. It was like, mm-hmm. you need to make sure they talk to you with 50 feet because you mine. <laughs> So uh, you know, I, I think this is this is what it's my perspective. Though. It's this just your my perspective, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, so I'm gonna give you an example. We was, I think it was Classic Weekend. Mm. This is what comes to mind when you talk about that. No, I don't see nothing good so, coming from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Classic Weekend, Magic and, City Classic yeah, in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. So I went to, I think I went to the restroom or something. And then I came back. I don't think that was classic weekend, but okay, yeah. Oh, okay. And then these dudes had, well, this dude had his arm around you, but he was with his friend, right? I so, knew him. So, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I just had to introduce him to myself. <laughs> so, it was just, you know, to me, it was like, you know, once I approached your situation, I'm like, hey, you know, what's up? And he continues to have his arm around you, it's a problem. Yes. You know, so then that's when I had to step in and be like, hey, that's a problem. Yes. And you look at that as possessiveness. I look at it as disrespect. Like, what man wants to come up and have his wife and another dude got his arm around her like, this my chick. Like, that's not okay with me. 
It's not. But you know what? We'll get to that. We're gonna, I'm going to bring that back up because mm-hmm. it was a situation that completely took me off guard. It was somebody I knew. It was somebody that I had went to prom with. It was my mm-hmm. prom date. And he was super drunk. Mm-hmm. And so he and that, was talking. brother is, you know, I could see that he was super drunk too. So that that also went, I went into protective mode. Like this drunk dude is hanging off my wife. Yeah. So how would you have felt if I didn't say anything? I have no idea how I would have felt. I think I would have been okay. But <laughs> <laughs> let's keep going. Number nine, putting yourself first, being self-centered, <laughs> selfish, or entitled. And, and the last one is putting yourself last, self-neglect, passivity, or self-sacrifice. Both of those can be detrimental, either being self-centered or not paying enough attention to yourself. These are all behaviors that can be detrimental or sabotaging to a relationship. And like I said, when I when I read this article, I immediately started thinking about my deal breakers. For me, infidelity, we just heard I had an aha moment, so abuse. I realized that should have been, you know, that should have been my first one, but it wasn't. And I immediately I couldn't think about it, but I think I want to probably because you never had the experience. No, I'm not the bullying type. Like I'm, I'm not that person you're gonna run up on. Mm-hmm. It just ain't gonna happen. So let's let's kind of talk about um, things that need to happen when. You're in a relationship. You're under a lot of stress. You're under duress. Someone in the relationship is exhibiting some of these behaviors, and you kind of want to talk to them and try to fix the relationship. Because anytime someone is doing any of these things, they're going to create stress, especially if you love someone. So what are some things that people should be talking about? That's what we really want to focus on. Um, So... Let's let's get into our tips of the day. Are you want to give the give the people these tips? Yeah, we can do that. All right. So the tips of the day. So I guess we can call these what the ABCs of uh, of stress management in a relationship. Yeah, um, the ABCs of how to communicate when you're under stress. Okay. So let's let's hear it. What what should we be trying so, to do? I think the first one is just speak carefully, mm. right? So you have to first first of all realize that you're stressed. Okay. Um, realize that you're stressed. Take deep breaths. In the midst of the conversation, be very specific, right? And be an active listener. Um, one thing that we mentioned earlier was say less, because sometimes in the midst of stress. You want to say some things that may not be beneficial to your relationship. Okay. Because you're either you're emotional, whatever emotion that you're feeling. Um, sometimes those words will come out and your partner will never forget those words. So you have to be very specific, be very careful when you're speaking. Um, secondly, it's just listen. Right? Mm-hmm. So you want to be an active listener. So you want to receive criticism successfully. So if something um, that your partner is saying to you, um, just listen without forming a response before they even finish talking. Huh, I didn't hear you say that again. So you want to... 
I'm being funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. But listen without thinking about a response before they finish. Mm-hmm. You really want to listen. Sometimes you have to humble yourself in this situation. Be humble. Be humble. Because sometimes you, you know, you feel like whatever they're saying, you may not agree with at that moment. But what you cannot do is disagree with their feelings. Because you can't control how the other person feels. He come a hana, he come a ka. You know what I'm saying? It's a lead out of boska. <laughs> but you cannot control what the other person feels. Yeah. So the best thing to do to better the relationship is understand their feelings in that moment. That's good teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, And respond accurately Right Respond accurately? How you respond accurately? By being honest Oh okay Yeah So you respond accurately by being honest So you can say I understand why you feel that way Acknowledge how they feel first Before you respond Right these some real therapy tips. Yeah. These some therapeutic interventions. You well, hey, that's what they come here for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about the um actually let's talk about what we did. Okay. You remember what we did? Um when we did the we actually took a video camera. So this was like back in the day when we didn't have like the cell phone cameras. We actually had a real video camera and we interviewed each other. Yes. And for some reason when you're behind the camera it is, it's like you can ask these questions and it's not you. It's not like the spouse. And we had a great conversation and we learned a lot about each other that we didn't know. So those are our tips. Um, and you also want to listen to yourself, you know. So whatever you're going to say, say it to yourself first. Listen to it. Sometimes these conversations take time and they don't end as quick as they want as quick as we want them to end Mm -hmm. but going through the process will help you end it successfully with nobody's feelings getting hurt and while also respecting everyone's feelings at the same time so guess what i'm telling myself right now what (laughs) (laughs) it's time to bring this podcast to a close Mm -hmm. Close it up for us, Miss Tiffany. So, got the ABCs of communicating under stress in a relationship. So, until next time, live your best life. Living through your stress life. Hello.